Andy Brayman. The world changed on the faithful Tuesday morning in 2001, and we've been trying to recover ever since. Uh, my faith journey started with a conservative evangelical faith uh, laced with apologetics and answers. And when I was faced with this new global problem, I thought there was an us versus them that was made that I would forever defend and argue against and hate. I was invited to, um, actually I was invited to Boston with a friend, and uh, he said, I want you to come and interact with these people that you have answers that are so cute, to give them these answers that are right, and, and so that you can know the people um, that are wrong. And I said, I would be happy to come and meet Muslim friends. He said, not only are you going to meet Muslim friends, I'm going to put you in a hotel room, and you're going to room with a Muslim friend. And I said, there's no way, because they kill people like us. And they, he said, no, 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 no. I said, what if I go to sleep and I wake up and he's murdered me? He said, well, then you won't wake up. And I thought, this is going to be interesting. And so I went to Boston and I stayed in a hotel room and I met my first Muslim friend ever. His name was Munsir Fatfat. He's from Lebanon. And he has transformed the way that I follow Jesus. As I sat with Munster, I asked him all the questions about why do you guys blow stuff up and why are you so violent and what is the, the text of the Quran and what's all that all about? And he was patient and kind with me. And he invited me into a space where we could find common places and we could also disagree in some important places as well. As, as my involvement in the Muslim world began to grow, I got invited to come to Saudi Arabia with a group of Westerners who live in Saudi Arabia, and they run a big, big company over there. And as I went uh, to them and talked about what I would be talking about, they said, what do you want to see while you're not teaching us? Uh, would you like to go into the desert? I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. Would you like to see an oil rig? And I said, that is the most boring thing I could ever imagine. What do you want to do? I want to go to the mosque. I want to meet the imam. I want to eat with Saudi families. I want to know what it's like to be a Muslim in today's world. And they said, we've lived here for some of them 14 years and never had a meal with a Saudi family. And I said to them, shame on you. For you have a ticket to a world that I can never come to unless you invite me. And you don't even have these conversations? Let's try to do it. And so they orchestrated an entire um, week-long event for me to go and be with Muslim people. As the word got out and they, they heard that there was this Christian guy doing this crazy thing, I was invited to Jeddah to meet with another friend who wanted to interview me and see what, what I was up to um, because it's illegal to talk about um, you know, changing faiths and, and all that stuff in the Muslim world. And so as I sat with him at dinner, uh, he said, well, what do you think about the Great Commission that's written about in your Bible that says to make, all, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? And I said, well, it seems like to me Jesus asked us to make disciples. So whatever that means, that's what I want to do. And he goes, are you here to convert me? No, I'm just here to learn about you. I'm just here to listen to you. I'm here to understand you. He said, well, what does it mean when Jesus says to, to, to love God and love people as you love yourself uh, in the great commandment? So I told him what I thought about that. About that time, the prayer call came over the, the loudspeakers. He looked at his watch, and he said, I have to go. And I said, where are you going? He said, I have to go pray. And I said, well, if we're going to get to know each other, I guess we can pray together, right? And he said, have you ever prayed with a Muslim before? I said, no. He said, you ever been to a mosque before? I said, well, a few times. He said, would you really like to come with me? I said, sure, let's do this together. So he took me to his local mosque, and obviously I was the odd man out. And we sat in the back of the, or we stood actually in the back of the mosque as to not draw attention to the white guy in the room with a bunch of brown people. And he said, just follow me so that you don't look stupid. I said, sure. And so we did the whole thing. At the end of the time, he said, 
He said, do you know what I was talking about while I was praying? I said, I got a pretty good idea. You love God. You want him to bless your family. You want him to bless the people around you. He said, that's pretty good. He said, what were you praying? I said, I was praying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And my Saudi Arabian friend began to cry in the back of a mosque. And he wrapped his big fat arms around me and he whispered in my ear, we're going to be friends for a long time. When I start, began to follow Jesus outside of the paradigm of fear that was being given to me by the media and by my friends and by sort of the, the, the world, the landscape of the world, I found these three things to be important. Number one, for me to follow Jesus, I needed to act like Jesus and explore the world, uh, explore other people with an open mind. It's not just an us versus them category to face the world. We can't just arm up and have the right answers and they have the wrong answers and expect to talk about Jesus in the, in the open space of the world. We really need to explore people with a mind that's open and a mind that's willing to listen. Secondly, we need to invite people to come and explore with us. How many times did Jesus say, come and follow me? We say, come and I'll tell you. No, come and follow me and come and experience life with me. Let me set this adventure. Let me set this stage for you so that we can explore life together and find those things of common ground so the other doesn't become just another face in the crowd or a number or, a, or, 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 or some mission that I have to go out and conquer, but it actually becomes a human being that we care for and we love and we trust. And the third piece that I think my Christian friends need to hear probably more than those two is when in conflict... Give grace. When we come to a place of disagreement, give grace. I can imagine when Jesus gave the answers and the parables that he did, and, and he had the, 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 the animosity from the Pharisees and the Sadducees, I can imagine that Jesus probably just sat back and smiled and said, yeah, probably. That's interesting. Have you ever thought about it this way? Wouldn't it be interesting if we lived in a world where we gave more grace instead of more right answers? At our camp in Durango, Colorado, we've invited students, Christians, to come around the table and talk about Jesus. But of late, we've had Muslim students come and talk about Jesus. I've had over 200 uh, Middle Eastern Muslims come to the camp to talk about Jesus with American Christian kids. And most Christian people think, I have lost my mind. When we bring them in, we, we ask them, you know, what does Jesus mean to, to you? What does your faith mean to you? Tell us. Tell us so that we can break down these walls that we see in the news media and, and, and in our circles where it's all about terrorism and violence and evil. Tell us what you live life like. And as the 200 kids come and they see our hospitality and our invitation to come and experience adventure with us and to explore this thing of Jesus together, what we find is really interesting. In fact... I can't say it as well as my students can. So we'll, let, me, let me show you what they say. Go ahead and play that video there at the end. Do we have any sound? No sound? <laughs> I'll just tell you a story and then we'll finish. Is it coming? Um, I think he was doing... Kivu is the An name awesome, of our organization. Like thing, it's like to build the, this faith in these youth people and how to make them like love their God and and be thankful for Him every second. And Kivu, like um, it's what's good about it. Also, it's how he brought some 
people from all over the world and make them um, live with each other and see how they can live with each other in peace. So that's what I love the most, like love the most in Kivu. So my encouragement to you is in those places of fear to just remember what God said to us. Don't be afraid. I'm here and with you always. Thank you.